This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, and welcome in. We're back. I am joined, before I get into everything and go long-winded here, I am joined with my co-host. It is, it's nice to say your name again. Soapy Muffins, how you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm happy to be back. I will ask you, do you know, because I don't know, usually I have these like worked up to where like Ricky has like the MVP lore and the history. Do you remember the last time you and I did a show together like this? One V one, both of us. Um, <laughs> was it white men can't dumb? Hey, it was white men can't dumb. I don't remember what the last thing we talked about was, though. Was it the future? Like, I'm thinking, was it was it the Futurama when they were talking about uh, Ben? Not Bender. What's what's Bender's voice oh, actor's name? Joe DiMaggio saying that uh, he would not come back unless they were he paid. Wanted everyone to be paid more. Uh, I'm a- I don't think that was the last one. Because I know we talked about that. I know we talked about was it the Lord of the Rings series? I think so. I honestly don't know. I'm looking it up. I'm getting to our channel. So the the last show that you and I did together, Christopher Lloyd joined to join cast of Mandalorian. Oh, that was the name of the last video. I don't don't even remember him in the Mandalorian because I'll be honest. I don't think I watched season two. Well, I think he was joining for season three, I think. I didn't watch season I three at all either. I mean, I'll be honest, you're not missing much with season three. Well, I was, so here's the thing, I was gonna watch season two, but then I heard about the Boba Fett stuff, and then I heard about the book of Boba Fett, and then I'm like, you know what, I don't need to watch it, but, Soapy, I digress, people aren't here, usually we're talking entertainment, video games, TV, we're diving in. We're starting a new adventure. People, you are here right now. If you've made it this far, because you're probably like, who are who are these two idiots? I know uh, you're thinking idiot on this side. But, Sophie, this is an MVP wrestling podcast. I think we, we settled on the name Heel Talk for the show. I think so. I, beats me. That <laughs> conversation cool. feels like it was forever ago. <laughs> it sounds like, I remember going and listening off names. I'm like, Heel Talk. And you're like. I like the way that sounds. And I'm thinking, yeah, but neither of us are really like bad guys. But then I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I like the name heel talk. It just sounds cool. Then he got heels, the TV show. So welcome to heel talk where uh, Soapy and I are going to be talking about numerous wrestling topics. Sometimes one topic, sometimes many. We're going to go bi-weekly with this. So uh, one episode every two weeks. From this point, as you guys, let me think. If I'm getting this right, this episode should come out on either a Sunday or a Monday. Probably Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, every two weeks. So from whenever this comes out, as we're recording this on Wednesday, August 30th, we're going to be talking about wrestling. And uh, Soapy, for people who want to learn a little bit, we're going to start off this episode something Clear and simple. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? What a, <laughs> loaded, what here's a, loaded, here's a loaded question. <laughs> That's kind of a tough one because it's one of those weird things. Is it? Of, well, because the fact of I look at it this way of where to me, I've had so many favorites throughout my life. Because it entirely depends on where I'm at in my life. Like, for instance, when I was a little kid, and I'm talking little, like six, seven, mm-hmm. John Cena, my whole fucking world. <laughs> I'm doing like the fucking, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm running around doing that. I'll put it this way. Like, who is your guy? If someone said you only get to pick one wrestler to be your guy, to be like, you know how they do like the, oh, out of these four, one has to go. No, no, no. You can only pick one. For, for me, it's Stone Cold. It's easy. Stone Cold's my favorite. Will always be my favorite. There you go. Well, the funny thing is when I started narrowing it down, because I'm like, okay, I'll try to narrow it down to four, and I'm like, all right, fuck, I basically just picked four TNA guys. <laughs> you know what? 
go AJ Styles. I think I would say he's my favorite of all time. All right. All right. Is there a reason behind that? Mostly just because, you know, during my, I don't want to say informative years, because that makes me sound like I'm actually <laughs> smart. informative years? Uh, when I was growing up. <laughs> but uh, I was a really big TNA fan mm-hmm. uh, in, like, the 2000s, and it was, I vividly will always remember AJ Styles just in TNA. Mind you, he had some of the stupidest <laughs> they've ever I've ever seen happen in wrestling, <laughs> AJ. It was, like, to think about the fact of where, like, at that time, imagine, when TNA is at its peak, so, like, mid-2000s, mm-hmm. that's also, like, you know, the potential peak of, like, Randy, John Cena, and all these other guys. I was, like, I like them because it was like, oh, it's WWE, I like that. When I'm watching TNA, where I'm like, this guy is just on a different level. Now, mind you, I'm not, you know, for conversation for if he's better than both of them all time. But no, this is just your favorite. I always was... For those of you out there, Soapy did not know this question was coming. This is me off the off the cusp, like, hey, let, let, let's give the people something of uh, something behind us. And I just threw it right into your lap. I was like, here you go. <laughs> I was Here's gonna be like, do I want to go with the shithead angle of being like, oh, Perk Angle is my favorite? Oh, but everyone loves Perk Angle, dude. Perk, perk Angle is a different breed. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for the Perks almost killing him at one point, Perk Angle really would be the greatest of all time. Oh, or uh, now was it? It was a because you're more of a TNA TNA guy than I was. Um, Black Snow was an announcer character. Uh, yeah, was he wasn't like the <laughs> actual was... wrestler for Booker T. Oh. oh, it was it was a one off thing that they did mm-hmm. of where it was uh, Kevin Nash and Booker T. We're doing commentary for the show, and it was uh-huh. Chet Lemon and Black Snow. It was the way that Booker uh-huh. T would always say Black Snow is the part that was when he's like, Black Snow! Black Snow! Uh, it always had like an end somewhere in <laughs> snow, and it's just, it's so funny. Hearing you talk about TNA makes me wish I watched it in the, like, in the era of TNA. Not going back, yeah, but dude. actually watching it when it was, like, in its peak. Yeah, no, dude. TNA was the absolute peak of, like, <laughs> ad wrestling in the sense of, like, there were great matches. Mm-hmm. Reality, the overall product wasn't super great. Now, mind you, I'm going to have TNA diehards now be like, oh, actually, it was good. <laughs> Listen, brother, I watched it, all right? Listen, brother. As a kid, I also thought it was kind of stinky. But, like... It was on Spike, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It was on Spike for a while. And then I forget when they got off of Spike. Mm-hmm. One of the 5,000 times what? they're like, teenage bankrupt. I'm like, well, here we fucking go. What, was it near the same time when Spike stopped doing the Man Awards and the Man Show and Mansers? And- no, I think it was a little after. I think it was the the first like major like Impact Wrestling, because they were Impact by that point. Mm-hmm. It was like, Impact's broke, like we don't have money. Yeah. I think it was that was the first i think that's when they lost it because they couldn't right. pay for a tv deal anymore yeah but spike's yeah. like oh f- that <laughs> but welcome into heel talk this is where we're going to be talking about wrestling topics before i get into everything make sure to if you want to keep up to all the episodes hit that subscribe button hit the bell down below mvp.com or most i shouldn't say mvp.com most valuable podcast.com down below is going to have the schedules. You can see exactly when things go up on Patreon, when exactly when the versions go up on YouTube. And obviously, Discord down below, we have a wrestling channel. We talk about wrestling in there. Soapy, kind of, I will say, you lead the conversation for the wrestling chat. But we got a little small wrestling contingency that I do like the conversations that happen in there. So if you want to join the greatest community in the universe, that down below on our Patreon page. Get these early. You can support us there as well. Soapy, for the first episode, we got a jam-packed show, a loaded show, because we're talking three big topics. The first one is we're going to be talking what happened at All In. Then we're going to be taking over, kind of speculating on Edge and where we see, like, where we see his career ending after the SmackDown match with Sheamus. What would we like to see? And then we're going to end with the big meat and potato. And uh, Ricky's going to tell you guys why Roman Reigns is horrible. And his title reign is the worst thing to ever happen to wrestling. That's what we're talking about today. The first thing, though, CM Punk and Jack Perry. So, because we were talking 
before the show, you said something and it was something that I seen a tweet of today that I think is prevalent. So for those of you who are living under a rock, don't know what happened. All in happened on Saturday. It was AEW's, we're going to say biggest show because it was the biggest show in all of wrestling. Um, it's got what more people were at that show than any other wrestling show, period, with yeah. their 80,000 people. Yeah, aside from the one that happened in Korea, which we don't mm. count because that was the, you're going to the show. Yes, you, you are don't going. have a choice if you want to go to the show. You are going to the show. I mean, so aside from that one, because I think what it was 81,000 mm-hmm. people were there. Yep. It's like 81,065, I think uh-huh. is what the number was. I mean, crazy to think. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see people on Twitter and they're like, oh, well, there's no way there were that many people. Look at all the empty seats. Like, you guys know how many people <laughs> Wembley can see? Yeah, right? a lot. A lot of people. You know, like, there's thousands of thousands of empty seats. Like, brother, there's 9,000 more seats they'd have to fill. Mm-hmm. So, before the show, though, well, kind of before the show, before the CM Punk Samoa Joe match, um, I'm looking at wrestling ops here. They say, with regards to the CM Punk Jack Perry incident backstage at AEW All In, there were a lot of witnesses, including Tony Khan. Punk walks by asking Perry if there was a problem. Perry basically replies saying Punk heard him out there about the glass about the glass line. Punk asks if Perry knew he could beat his ass. Uh, then Punk then Punk either shoved or pie faced Jungle Boy grabbed him in a guillotine front headlock and got broken up. Samoa Joe was right there to break it up reportedly. They got close enough to Tony Khan that it's believed monitors were even knocked down onto Tony. Punk was furious and several several people said he threatened to quit and didn't want to go out for the match. All of this quoted to uh, Brian Alvarez. And Soapy, you said something before we started to record, and I saw this on Twitter, and it's spot on. So the question we were going to ask is, is CM Punk... Like, is he a bad thing for AEW? Should AEW just get rid of CM Punk? Does the negative outweigh the positive when it comes to the punkster? And you said something that's actually spot on. You said before we started recording, it's funny how this is now the maybe the second, if not more, where you think of All Out, you think of now All In, where after the show happens, we're not talking about the 80,000 plus people. We're not talking about the banger of a match Jericho and Offspray uh, had. We're not talking about the MJF, Adam Cole, how that ended and how they're going to move forward with it. We're talking about CM Punk and another backstage issue that he has with talent on the roster. That is the only thing we're talking about. And like a dark cloud, it's overshadowing what should have been and was a great night. And it's just one of those things of where it's just, it keeps happening over and over again. And now mind you, I'll even be transparent because I don't think we were talking about wrestling at all. Yeah. when, whenever, you know, the all out one happened mm-hmm. with the brawl out. It's like, I was on punk side of where it's like the, f- it, like stop leaking to people blah 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 blah. like i was on his side with that just at this point of where it's like all right we just you know act like adults just talk the out in the back Mm -hmm. like if you have a problem with someone just tell them the problem is and this is just where i stand on the whole issue of where Mm -hmm. just feels like they don't have like a person who's a locker room leader don't have someone who acts as that like hey knock it the f- off like mm-hmm. we're doing our job here it just feels like it's a bunch of kids it just feels like it's a bunch of pe- it's, it's it's like schoolyard bullshit mm-hmm. at this point of where it's just like you know it's the group of friends being like the oh well we'll just pick on this guy but then that guy and his group of friends get involved of where it just to me it's at the point of where it's like i think AEW has to make a decision of like all right does Punk outweigh the negative of what he brings? Because, mind you, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Punk is genuinely, still, even for his age, like, obviously, you can tell, he's not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Not prime, like, WWE Punk. You can tell age is caught up to him. He still puts on good matches. He's still great on the mic. To me, I think it's at the point of where you just need to have, like, a locker room meeting and be like, all right, guys, 
all your shit out now. Because it's to the point of, like, because it's going to keep happening. Over and over again, as long as people keep taking little jabs, mm-hmm. keep happening. It's just like, dude, can we sit down for five minutes? And this is the main negative thing I will ever say about Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a lot of class act stuff. He needs to shut the f*** up sometimes, because Tony Khan's a weirdo sometimes. <laughs> but there are times where it's like, he has to he has to try to be someone's boss. Mm-hmm. He needs to stop being the like, oh, I want to be everyone's friend, and like, blah, blah, blah. No, you are their boss. You pay their paychecks. You tell them to shut the f*** up or leave. Mm-hmm. I think, especially with this one, to be honest, like... Do I know the whole situation that happened and, like, all the little details? No. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong about certain things. I'd pick Punk in a heartbeat over Jack Perry. I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> well, you you have been very outspoken. I know not, like, publicly, but, like, to us. You do not like Jungle Boy at all. <laughs> I just, I think he's boring. I think in-ring he's fine. I mm-hmm. think his character is just boring. I don't like that his whole thing is just, like, just kind of rely on that your your dad was famous. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, like, dude, the most iconic thing he's done in AEW since splitting with Luchasaurus was Jericho pointing, or not Jericho, Christian pointing out his dad was dead. Mm-hmm. He's in the line of people that Jericho, why do I keep <laughs> saying Jericho? Christian. Yeah, Christian, sorry, there's Chris somewhere in the name and my brain just is like, Jericho. Jericho. But it's over and over again. It's just like, he's just in a long line of people that Christian just brings up their dead mm-hmm. dad. You have a dad and they're dead. Oh, brother, Christian's coming for you. You know what, Ricky? That's what the AW locker needs. They don't need a leader. They need a father. They need a father. That's Christian, exactly step what up. they need. But like, you're so right in the sense that, so I put a tweet in the MVP Discord. Join it down below. Link is in the description. And the Twitter account was at underscore Kenny Thoughts. And it was spot on. He said, CM Punk is like a toxic ex-girlfriend, completely detrimental to his surroundings, hates everyone that threatens him in any way. But the sex sure is great. And that's what it is to where it's like, you're going to have these flare ups. You're going to have the backstage issues. But like you talked about, even though Punk is past his prime, he can still cut a promo better than anybody in wrestling. And his matches are still good. Like, and I'm not talking about like, oh, they like, it was okay. Like, they might not be five-star matches, but they're pretty like, they're dang good Burke. matches. Yeah. Like, he they're can good still matches put- for a guy who's old as him, who took as long of a break as I, he did. I'll say this. I'd rather watch a CM Punk match in AEW than a Jericho match now. I mean, beside the Will Ospreay. Besides, like, but see, that's the thing. Jericho, right now, it all depends on who he's in the ring with. I feel like that Ospreay-Jericho match, Jericho can meet the level of great talent. Ospreay elevated Jericho because you and I have talked about Jericho still has it on the mic, but he needs to retire from, in, from in-ring work. It, he, just, he just ain't the same. It's That's just the whole thing of where... Just honestly, with me right now, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that, like, I think Tony Khan needs to step up is now at this point, this is the second time that stuff like this keeps getting leaked out. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we kind of have an idea of who's leaking stuff backstage. Like, we mm-hmm. kind of know. And it's the whole situation of, like, if I'm Tony Khan at this point, I'm sitting the people down leaking stuff that they're cheats, be mm-hmm. like, you guys need to shut the f- up. Yeah. Stop. Because the problem is, at this point, some of the biggest news that's ever come out about AEW, you know, isn't some of the really great matches they've had or really mm-hmm. good storylines they've done. It's solely just, hey, look at all the drama that keeps happening here. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, AEW just had the biggest achievement, you know, in modern wrestling. And nobody's you know, talking the about it. Crowd. Very little are no talking about, about it. it. Yeah. like and It's like, and no one cares about it. Because it's just because now it's a shadow. It's just like, can we... Five seconds, like, mm-hmm. and I'm—I know none of them are gonna fucking listen to it, like, but like, mm-hmm. be, you know, wrestlers who speak the dirt sheets, there are times just keep it in the back. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be public knowledge. Not everyone needs to know about it. Well, it's—it's it's like you said something that I completely agree with when you were talking about Tony Khan needs to be more of a boss and needs to say like, hey, cut this out, cut that out. This is what it's gonna be. You're not everyone's friend, and. I feel like when it comes to AEW, 
that's what's different between AEW and WWE, where WWE for the longest time since basically he took it over from his dad, it was Vince runs the show. Vince runs the show. Yes, there's other people that give him insight, but basically with Vince, it was whatever Vince says, boom, that's what's going on. There was a definite, this person's in charge. AEW, they were founded on the concept of, hey, we are not going to be like that. When it first started, it was like, hey, we're going to be a company where the wrestlers are going to kind of be in charge. It was Cody's in charge of this. Kenny's in charge of this. The Young Bucks are in charge of this. The wrestlers are going to be the ones driving creative. Here's the problem. Like, that sounds great and all. Like, as a wrestler, you're probably like, oh, man, I might get a fair shot there because it's not some dude in a suit telling me what to do. The problem is they're wrestlers, and this is kind of people in general, we all mostly care about ourselves and we all want our stories, our interests, us to take center stage. You need that one person to go, eh, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. Or no, we're going to go this. You need the guy that's going to be like, hey, this is the deciding factor. And you can't do that when you're friends with everybody because so, I don't know about you, but with me, there have been numerous times in my life. It's like they say, never go into business with your friends. Because when you have to have that hard conversation, it's hard to have that conversation with somebody who's your friend compared to just somebody that it's like, oh, we are colleagues. There is obviously a different relationship here. And... And a lot of the things of where it's like, I think AEW's done a pretty good job of where, you know, like, the people who are in charge of booking don't put themselves mm. over as much. I mean, because the fact that, for instance, we just saw it all in, all the people who booked the shows lost their matches. I mean, or in the sense of Kenny Omega with the women's division, just, hey, don't put anyone over because like, you're not a woman. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just like, the, like someone's, someone's got to take charge of that. Mm-hmm. But And I think what the same thing is... One of the problems that at least I have with the way that AEW kind of handles the stuff of where it's just it happens, they don't make a statement about it. They just act like it doesn't exist. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, there is at a time that it's like, no, you have to make a statement. Yeah. You have to go out and be like, hey, look, we are looking into what's happened, blah, 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 do all that stuff. Don't tell mm-hmm. dirt sheets. Don't do that. You run a multi million dollar business talk to some random reporter who lives in like a one-bedroom apartment. I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything bad about people who live in one-bedroom apartments. What I'm getting to is where it's like, brother, you have access to media. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. So like, that's where my main problem comes in of where, you know, like, I, it's one of those things as well of like, I've also been vocal about it because I've talked about it in the Discord and I've talked yeah. about it with you and Retro and everyone. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tony Khan also needs to take a step back from booking as well because he books every single show. Mm-hmm. The problem is of where, like, you have, you know, so he's booking Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, Ring of Honor, AEW. Is Rampage even still going to continue to be a thing now at Collision? It still is. It still happens. It's still just as bad as it was before. But but what is it like? And this is me. This is me just asking because you're more of the you're more of the diehard AEW than I am. Is Rampage like the third show and it's just a show? Is it like dark elevated where it's like, hey, it's like dark, but it's on TV, so it's not dark? Kind of. One of those weird things of where it's just like if WWE had actual three brands and they didn't just occasionally every once in a while be like, oh, NXT's the third. And then when it comes up in conversation, be like, oh, it's the developmental. Mm -hmm. Because dark is basically developmental. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision are like if they had three main brands. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's to me, this is just kind of bringing it back towards like the Punk Perry stuff. Mm-hmm. Thing at this point of where if I'm Tony Khan, I'm sitting down with CM Punk and just being like, "All right, look, you know, like there are people in this roster who don't like you. Mm-hmm. I know there's this people one, that you don't think, like as well." It's just being like, is there a way we can make this work? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, with the multiple reports of Punk talking about saying, like, oh, I f***ing quit, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and, like, Samoa Joe had to talk him into continuing the match. And I know everyone made the meme that, like, oh, they started Collision so CM Punk could only work with the people he wants to work with. Mm -hmm. Just, the problem is of where it's, like, 
your company's to the point of where you have to separate people because they can't work together, someone has to go. Mm -hmm. Because then at that point, you're just building a toxic locker room, and this shit's just going to continue. Yeah, I know there was um I forget what her name was. It was like the whole drama thing that happened where someone was like the AEW women's division. Oh, like it was and whatever then, her and name was. I'm gonna look it up. I, I that's know what MJF exactly made what the you're talking about. about. Yes. Yeah. Of where it's like it's also at the same time, and this is just kind of the people outside of the situation. It has always happened in wrestling. Mm -hmm. If there are people in locker rooms that do not like each other, it has happened since the dawn of time. And like the Miz story is everyone's backhand knowledge at this point of like everyone knows that the Miz got kicked out of the locker room by Chris Benoit because he ate chicken by his <laughs> gym bag or whatever. Like, they always bring it up. Stupid, like wrestling's always had the stupid bullshit drama. Because let's be real here, like you know, a lot of people like to portray themselves when they're wrestlers as manly. I have heard some of the most girlish bait. Or I don't when I say girly, I mean Lefisto. like you know, stereotypical like. Lefisto. Like it's that was you get name. people who Yeah. It's just you see some of the most stupid and like baby stories ever, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh someone ate chicken by my gym bag. It's like, oh boo-hoo, cry me a river, you baby. <laughs> but like, just, like the I've thing never seen people act like such in my life. And it's like, dude, some of these dudes are like some of the most buff people I've ever seen in my life, and they're like, this guy could just said something mean to me. I'm upset. It's like, alright, whatever, you big baby. So the thing I will say, and this will kind of be, cause I agree with you. I think Tony Khan needs to sit down with CM Punk and go, Hey, you're, you're either team AEW or you're GTFO. Like I've done this. I've done this for you, this for you, this for you to make sure that you're happy. Eventually, like, because that's the thing. When he came in, there were so many promos of like, I'm going to, I'm going to work with the best people in this locker room, blah, 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 blah. And then all he's done is just create enemies in that locker room. So like Tony Khan needs to sit down with them and go, Hey, you're not running the show. I run, well, daddy runs the company, but I run the company via daddy's permission. This I is run how the company it's going to happen. Dad's, dad, daddy Warbucks money that he yeah. has. That he, that he can, like, you know, buy the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and stuff like that. But, like, Khan needs to sit down, ha have a conversation with him, be upfront about it. I think with AEW also, like, and I don't know where this gets fixed, is so WWE has obviously been around a lot longer than AEW. WWE, in my mind, was lucky that... Out of the attitude era, you had like the guy that I think of with locker room culture, Undertaker. If WWE didn't have the Undertaker for as long as they did, show. like the, he he was the dude that kind of kept things controlled of like, hey, this is like I'm gonna keep like. He was the one that everyone points to as like, yes, he was the one that helped the culture. I don't know who serves that role in AEW. I don't know if they have him now. I don't know who it's got to be. But like AEW needs to pray that somebody, somebody becomes that role. They need somebody that's like the, and I'm going to say somebody so many times. Somebody. They need. Somebody. They need somebody. To take on that role and be taken seriously at it because anyone can say, hey, I'm going to take on that role. But if nobody takes them seriously, like I think the thing with Taker was he worked up such a respect from people that like when he sp if he came to speak to you about something like that, you took it seriously because of the respect you had for him. So probably the fear if he'd actually beat the shit out of you if you that didn't too. listen to him. Oh, <laughs> that, that probably too. also helps. So Miro. <laughs> Miro's got to be that for for AEW. Yeah. Or Wardlow. You're going to square up with everyone. Redeemer's about to redeem your ass in the locker room. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on this? I feel like we beat it into the ground. I've got everything that I've had to say about the AEW CM Punk stuff. I think just my final comment is just kind of harping back on the, like, not everything needs to be news. Mm -hmm. 
thing of where it's like, dude, if you're talking to people who work, you know, in like dirt sheets and stuff like that, you know, you can continue to tell them stuff, sure, whatever. There are times of where it's like, this is just a locker room thing. You just need to stop. Don't tell everyone everything. It's like, and I've always had that mentality when it comes to stuff like this because, dude, like I said, there's been so much bullshit drama that's happened in mm -hmm. wrestling history. It's just like the, how the f did that happen? And then like you just get stories that come out randomly when wrestlers retire. Like, yeah, I saw someone get stabbed to death in the locker room. Mm -hmm. It's like what happened with like uh, with Bruiser Brody. <laughs> it's just like no one. I mean, I mean, I, it was a story at the time because someone died. Yeah. Like you hear stories about that, or like you hear about like you know if you listen to like older wrestlers when they talk about stories, they'll talk about like oh like local talent said something disrespectful and the talent just beat the out of the dude and mm -hmm. it's like no one ever hears about that until someone talks about it it's like wrestling's always had bullshit drama in it mm -hmm. it's just there's times that like you just gotta shut up and just be like all right whatever this is just a locker room thing mm -hmm. yeah um let us know obviously what you guys think down below AEW fans how would you tackle the situation would you be on our side is there something that maybe we didn't bring up let us know what you guys think but so be moving on. The second thing we're going to talk about is so what at this point from recording, it's what been two weeks since the Ed Sheamus match on SmackDown, right? It was that SmackDown. And then we had the sad SmackDown yeah, because the tribute. the tribute to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with the families like Bray. The Bray one hit me when because we were chilling in Discord, you and I, and you're like, oh, shoot, Bray Wyatt died. And I went, wait, what? Like Bray Wyatt. It sounds like, so casual that I dropped that. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't casual. It was more of a shock, like, whoa, Bray Wyatt died. And I was like, wait, what? What's going on? I, I just say you made it sound like I just dropped that. Like I just dropped it. nonchalant. mind you, anyone who's talked to me, I do not change so, how I say anything. So <laughs> it would make sense. So no, here's what it is. It was in a nonchalant esque tone, but I could hear it in your voice as you said it, that it was that not when you say something nonchalant. And the reason you're saying it nonchalant is because you like, you're so shocked by it that you're like, what are the words coming out of my mouth? Like that you were almost like, I wait, what's going on here? And like, I was shocked like everyone else. Um, but two weeks ago, I want to say it was the Seamus edge match where edge. They did something afterwards. He talked to the crowd. I believe at the Toronto crowd said like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to be in front of you guys. And everyone was like, oh, edge is edge is done. That was his retirement match. He had it on SmackDown. Then later, it was August 24th, Edge put out a tweet. I'm actually going to play the video here. This is what Edge had to say on X. Morning, everybody. Um, it's how I look in the morning. It's not pretty. Um, but need my coffee for this. So I, I uh, woke up to a bunch of voicemails, texts and everything from actual like friends and family you know, wondering what's going on and concerned and blah, blah, blah. So I just figured I'd, I better address it. Um, there's nothing going on. Um, there's no hard feelings between me and WWE. I love WWE. You know, it's my dream gig. It's uh, all I ever wanted to do. And uh, I didn't come at them with some crazy contract or anything. They didn't deny me. Um, I have a contract extension sitting in my inbox. Uh, I just don't know what to do. Um, you know, the first time I had to retire, it was forced. And this time, the choice is in my lap, and it's a lot harder, you know. Um, you know, WWE gave me that night, Friday night in Toronto, and it was the best night of my career. You know, a lot of people will say you should retire at WrestleMania or this or that, but it's not their career. You know, that that Friday night was, uh, was really special for me. And I don't know if that can be topped, to be perfectly honest. And, and if we think we can then then great but i need to sit with it and I, it, just know that whatever it is that i do whether it's percy jackson which is coming up soon um, <laughs> or it's uh wrestling or it's sitting in my rocking chair um it's because 
I'm having fun and having fun at this stage of my life and raising my kids are the two most important things. So hope that clears stuff up. Um, I'm going to go back to my coffee. See you. So Soapy, he comes out and he says that the things that he, the things that I thought were interesting is first, he says that there's a contract from a or not a W WWE sitting in his inbox that he has not looked at in your mind after hearing edge talk about like, Hey, the last time I retired, I was forced to this time, the decisions in my hands and it's a heavy decision. The first thing I will ask you is after hearing him talk about it in the Twitter, in the X video that he put out there, do you believe that edge is done? Or do you think we will see him back in a wrestling ring at least one more time for an official retirement match? I think we see him one more time. I think the, like, in saying, like, this is the last time you'll see me, I think is to the Toronto crowd. Mm-hmm. I know, I think it was, what, was it last year that he said that that SmackDown was going to be his last? I think so. I remember so. there was one that he was like, oh, I want to retire in front of Toronto crowd. I think it was summer. There was a SummerSlam or something in Toronto. I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't remember exactly. Because I remember there was a pay-per-view in Toronto and everyone was like, oh, that's the one. That's the one Edge is going to retire at. And then I don't think he was on the card at all. It, that probably was one of the times he got hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I think we see him again. My main thing is just, I don't know exactly who he'd go against as a last opponent. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is of like a lot of the, I don't even want to say dream feuds because the problem is like, you know, everyone, I, I feel like at this point, dream feud kind of gets thrown around a little too much. Mm-hmm. People are like, Oh, I've always wanted to see this. Like, but if you told me like 10 years ago, like, Oh, Hey, do you want to see edge feud with anyone here? I'm like, why the f*** would Edge feud with him? He can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. To me, my whole thing is, I do think we see him again. I have a feeling, though, that I think he wants to work with a young talent. Mm-hmm. Look, if he's staying in WWE, assuming he's staying there, I think he's going to look to try to put a young talent over. The only thing is, I'm just looking at it where like, okay, like, who's the young talent going to be? Because, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of young talent. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to make it sound like they don't have any. They have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does he go against Theory? Then Theory just kind of gets to beat another legend, so, and then nothing happens from it. Let me throw this out to you. <laughs> let me talk to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so there's been something circulating in my head. I don't remember which podcast it was. It obviously wasn't Heel Talk because Edge has never been on the show. But uh, he. I remember remember Edge, yeah, Soapy's right about that. Edge was talking about, it was was on a podcast leading up to that SmackDown where he had the match with Sheamus. And they were talking, they asked him about the end. And he kind of did the tongue-in-cheek thing where he didn't really give a definite answer if, like, this would be his last match. But he mentioned one thing, and he mentioned how it'd be cool before he retires to go after the heavyweight championship one last time. There's a thought in my head that I obviously, to answer the question I asked you, we do see edge again, whether that's in WWE or AEW. I'm not sure about the AEW route is easy. If he doesn't want to go back to WWE, he goes to AEW. He has a banger of a feud with Christian or he's the one that turns Christian face and then they have a banger of a feud with the Hardys. Everyone gets their retirement dream match that they want for those four. The one that I'm leaning on, though, for WWE, and I'm going to need your help with for the very end, because it's taking what you said, putting a young talent over. Edge in his X video talked about, hey. I don't know, like getting ready for the matches is harder. Obviously, Edge is older. And when you get older, it's not as easy to get up for the not get up, but like get your body ready for those matches, get beat up in those matches and then recover from them. 
I think the the perfect thing for me if Edge is going to if Edge is going to sign the WWE contract again, I would say we're going to hold you off until the Rumble. So from now until the Rumble, we don't see Edge. They're speculate. We keep the speculation. Like we throw fire, like the wood on the fire every now and then of like, oh, is Edge going to leave? Is that like what's going on? The Rumble is where you make your debut. The Rumble is the one where it's like we get that. I know we already had that a couple years ago of like, oh, my, oh, it's Edge. It's Edge. Edge is back. But we get that again. The only difference is, in my mind, Edge wins the Rumble this time. We get a Rumble win from Edge. He challenges Seth Rollins. We get a Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania with Edge. Edge wins the heavyweight championship off of Seth Rollins. And this is where I throw it to you, Soapy. Then he gets his final feud where he puts over a young talent who's going to be the next heavyweight. Like, basically, he is putting over the next young heavyweight champion. Who would that be? I mean, it's kind of that weird thing, because I know the draft happens, if I remember correctly, the draft happens between... Uh, it happens after Mania, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to think of like who would bounce around. Because the whole thing is right now figuring out, like, okay, like, in a year, do they call someone up? They have, you know, like, someone move brands. Because, like, a person that I'd love to see... Now, mind you, I don't know how... If he counts as a young talent, because he is older, but he's still newer, is, like, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller's... Mind mm-hmm. you, I think Grayson Waller's going to feud with John Cena anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, like, I mean, Theory, I could see... Hopefully, by that point, they give Theory a character that's interesting. That's not just, hey, I'm Theory. Could it be Gunther? be gunther i think because by that time he's not going to be ic title champ anymore right i was because if he's still ic champ by then it's like all right we we smashed the (laughs) we broke the honka meter the honka meter (laughs) we broke the honka meter and like we're we have gunther meter now and that doesn't sound as fun as the honka meter (laughs) the gunther meter but like i don't know because i'm trying to think of like one breaker's a guy i think could I think if Carmelo gets called up by that mm-hmm. point, Carmelo. Well, I, I mean, know, it's just to I'm just going to cut you off for a second. The thing that's interesting about this is, like you said, the draft happens after that mania. Who gets called up before? Like, is the draft going to be the main thing? So it's like Braun or Melo off the table because they probably won't get called up till the draft. Are they going to get called up before the draft, like for mania season? Would it be right to have a Mello or Braun go from NXT straight to heavyweight champion without like basically jumping the mid card entirely? It's one of those weird things where WWE's done that actually mm-hmm. before. It's like that weird like half ass one where like they treat a town like a really big mm-hmm. deal, like because they kind of did it a little bit with Theory, just a little bit because that's when they kept doing mm-hmm. the stupid golden egg thing. Fucking hate that I will never forget for, the whole thing. For what was that red food. notice? The the yeah, Netflix like, with uh, Henry Cavill. Fucking, no, the Rock and well, was, uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, it was promoting the yeah, like promoting that blue ass movie, and then they were like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we have this golden egg." And Theory just fucking had the golden egg. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of put that made him a way bigger deal. Which I mean, mind you, I'm I'm a Theory stand, so. When I say it put him on a bigger pedestal than he actually needed to be mm-hmm. at that time, I genuinely think that. Yeah. But it's one of those weird things where they've had people jump up, like, way faster. Like, I think that they do view Braun Breaker as one of those guys that they're like, the f*** it, just put him in. Yeah, he's a top guy. Like, they kind of half-ass at least did it with Gunther. Because Gunther's mm-hmm. that weird, like, you brought him up and they made him a big f***ing deal when he came up. Yeah. As soon as he's been IC champ, you could argue he's the best champ in the whole company right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty hands down he's the best champ in the company. I company, mean, we'll 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 get to why he's the best champ in the whole com- company. But like, I'm I'm gonna throw this question out there too because in this whole Edge discussion, it's relevant. In I think so, let's say Edge wins the Rumble. 
do you have Seth be the guy that he challenges, or do you have Seth lose the title at the Rumble, and then it's somebody else that, like, Edge is still challenging whoever the heavyweight champ is, but do you have do you have Seth be dethroned before the Rumble or on the Rumble so that Edge is challenging somebody else and not Seth Rollins? I mean, if I want to go with the really cheap route of what I think, they would find some way for it to do, because it's a feud that'll never end. Mm -hmm. Seth, at some point, is going to lose the belt, either to Finn Balor or when Damian Priest finally cashes in the briefcase. <sighs> I totally forgot he has that briefcase. I totally forgot he has that briefcase. We can somehow continue this feud for, like, four years at this point. I know mm -hmm. it's not actually been four, but it feels like it's been four years. I So I will say this, too. I forgot to say this. So by the time this comes out, Soapy, payback has happened. Yeah. Payback. So here's how I'm anyway, so. he, like, here's how I'm thinking about releasing this. Like we're recording this on Wednesday. I think we're just going to do the same schedule that like we do the draft room. So it's like we record the next day. It's on Patreon. And then that would be so Thursday. It's on Patreon. Sunday. It's live for everybody. The thing that's kind of weird about that and why I don't know if I want to wait till Fridays is because like sometimes AEW has a pay-per-view on a Sunday and I don't know when weekends are going to fall out, but we'll probably do it something like that. But no matter what, this is coming out after payback. Does Damian cash in at payback? Like, I don't think so. does, does that make this whole part of it kind of moot? Because... To me, I'll tell you my dream scenario. I know it won't happen, but I would love John Cena to win the heavyweight belt from Seth Rollins or whoever has it at the Rumble, and then we're getting Edge and Cena at Mania for the heavyweight title. Maybe that retires Cena too. Retire Cena there, and then Edge goes on, puts someone over, and he gets retired. I could see something like that happening. The only thing is, though, with Cena, I think it's entirely just dependent on how long the writer strike keeps happening. Because that's the I only reason the he's only coming reason back. He's free right now. Yeah, I think that's the only reason he's free right now. Is just uh -huh. because it's like, well, f anything I would be working on is not getting worked on right now. Yeah. Or I think because isn't he only slated for six shows or something like that? I believe so. I'm gonna have to double check. I don't think Cena will be here for a round rumble. Mm -hmm. I think. Like, I think they're going to do something with him and Waller. I think they're going to continue to try to have Cena put young guys over. Mm -hmm. Especially just because, I mean, like... Seven straight shows. Okay. So, I mean, what? That would lead us into... What's that? Seven weeks? Because, what? Seven weeks leads us up to... What month? I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on... I'm going to click on the... So, the ones that remember. he... This was just out of myself for not knowing how many weeks are in a month. So, well, there we go. Yeah, four in a month. So it's like what for the next two months. So it brings us to yeah. maybe Survivor Series or right up to there. Yeah. So what? The yeah, around October, November. Yeah. So his the shows that he is booked for. I found the tweet here. Um, if it would let me get this uh, picture, the last one's October twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah, Friday, October. So it's um, Denver, Glendale, Arizona, Sacramento in September, and then October, St. Louis, Tulsa, San Antonio, Milwaukee. Looks like they're all going to be SmackDowns or SmackDowns. Yeah. So that's why I think he's doing stuff with Grayson Waller. Mm -hmm. I mean, primarily because I know they also had the whole thing over it's gonna, he's going to be on the Waller effect or whatever. Again. This time to announce that WrestleMania is coming to. Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and really carries a whole lot of weight to <laughs> Tulsa. Nothing wrong with living in Tulsa. It's just uh, the the London one hit way harder than mm -hmm. being like, we're going to Tulsa, baby. It's like, man, there's a lot of something in Tulsa. So let me ask you this. This is off the cuff very quickly. This question pops into Ricky's head. All out happened. 81,000. John Cena, before that, said the WrestleMania thing. Is Does WWE look it all in and go, okay, yeah, we should do a WrestleMania in London. We should do a WrestleMania Absolutely. in London. <laughs> we could oh, easily kill that. <laughs> as, 
Uh, no, they're going to be like, we're going to make them have to make a bigger stadium. <laughs> like, like, we're going to have to be like, do you guys have a bigger stadium than Wembley? <laughs> like, it's going to be, now mind mm. you, I always make the joke, WWE just starts making up numbers. Yeah. Like, after they well, get the paid attention, so like, be, all right, well, like, if this they guy do, was outside the venue, he counts, right? If they do a WrestleMania 81,000 times two, they'll easily crush. They'll double those numbers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at, at that point, they literally would crush the largest attendance ever. Yeah, because it's double nights, two nights. You fill it to capacity, well, two nights. Because it's literally, the record is 160,000. If they yeah. crushed that number with a two-night event, they are literally, it's like, they beat the entirety of north korea <laughs> they beat the entirety of north korea oh i can't believe it they made them but no but, i mean like go ahead i think i think that's the plan i think it's the i think it's one of those of like wb kind of showing the little petty side that they have mm-hmm. did you also bringing up the petty side still did you see that like they released the uh the nfl championship ones yes and they took the jaguars they immediately uh, took was, the jaguars out uh, <laughs> I love that there was one person like, well, actually, no, it's because it sold out. And someone's like, yes, the 17th most famous franchise yeah. in football is the one that got sold out. My favorite is the 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 X reply where it was basically like Jaguar fans right now. F me. What did I do? <laughs> I will always love that. video. What do you say me for? What do you say F me for? Oh, Oh, but yeah, that like there is a sense of pettiness there from WWE. I think, I think what we want to do, and this is kind of just going back to the edge. Go thing. ahead, go ahead. I do think Edge is just going to feud with another young guy? Mm-hmm. My main thought, and like I do genuinely think that when they do have someone dethrone Gunther, it's going to be Leah Dragonov. I'm just going with the f- meme at this point. I want Gunther dragging off. What? That's like four. Or do they only is, have two matches. Is he the one too, though? Because like I feel like Ilya might be the next NXT chain. He might be the one to dethrone Mello. Yeah, he's probably going to. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those weird things of where mm-hmm. finding the person for him to feud with. Because it's like it's one of those. I don't want him to just feud with another old guy. Yeah. I don't want the Judgment Day feud to keep going. I'm- tired of it at this point it's like guys i get it edge was a part of the judgment day mm-hmm. can knock it off yeah like yeah i can't really pinpoint like who the young guy would be if like i want to say theory and it's just because i think theory has it just the problem is what he is doing right now stinks how about i'm gonna throw this out there and yet again we don't like the momentum's hot right now by the rumble. We don't know what they're going to do, what storylines he's going to be put up in. By mania. So after mania edge is heavyweight champion. Is that the feud to finally put LA Knight into a title contender? And edge is the one to put LA Knight into his first ever like singles title win. I could see that. Like Summer SummerSlam of 24 LA Knight beats Edge for the heavyweight title. It's if we're still going with the him winning the Rumble thing cuz I don't think he's winning the Rumble, but who LA Knight? We're still going with it. I, no, uh with Edge. Like okay. if Edge won the Rumble. Yeah. It's I don't think they're going to have Edge win it. I don't know who Watch him have Cody win it again. He has to was, finish the story again, baby. I was just going to say that is the one person who does not need the Rumble win. Does not... Like, last year it was great. Story should have finished there. Should have just finished that. I'm going to get into it. We're going to talk about Roman. We're going to get into it. It's going to be another hour of the podcast. (laughs) But, like, if they have Cody win the Rumble, that is poor poor decision-making. Poor decision-making. You don't need him to win the Rumble in order to finish the story. Or finish the chapter. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, if at a later date when we talk about who we think is going to win the Rumble, mm-hmm. then I can certainly give mine there. But yeah, like, I think I think Edge is just going to, if he stays in WWE, I mm-hmm. think he's going to feud with a young talent and put him over. I think if he goes to AEW, everyone and their brother can already predict the storyline. We're going to get Edge versus Christian, or Edge and Christian retiring the Hardys. But correct me if I'm wrong. Jeff Hardy is currently suspended? Is 
beats me. At this point, Jeff could be doing literally anything. Because, like, didn't he have, like, another DUI that, like... Uh, it's, Jeff's never gonna stop. At this point, that'd be, like, the no, Jeff. Like, you need to hang it up, buddy. Like, mm -hmm. retire you. Yeah, I know... Like, I want to say... I don't want to just go with the basic... Like, oh, well, sorry. It's, it's a B word. I keep forgetting. I can't swear. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I, I want to stop you right there, Sophie. So what? Say what you just said again. What? Say what you just said after you said the B word. What? Oh, sorry. I can't swear anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, Sophie says he can't swear. I didn't want to bring this up. I didn't want to digress the podcast. <laughs> Dave Oster now has some competition because, Sophie, we are 53 minutes into this podcast. You have said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Let's 10, go. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, oh 40, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 50, 1, 2, 3, 4, 55 <laughs> swear words. You, Soapy, you Let's were for, for the first half hour. You were averaging one per minute. <laughs> oh, let's go. Coming for the title, Dave. Don't, don't you, you already, you already have the title. You, you won it. the title. <laughs> Dave has I've never Dave, had this I've many. I've returned. Dave was waiting in the ring being like, who's going to challenge me? <laughs> Dude, you're giving my arm a workout. My music hit and I came out. <laughs> I'll be honest. I would write one down and I'd be like, okay. And then you'd say another one. And then another one, another. It's like boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Exactly, so. like, and that's the thing you don't realize it until you're like, you oh. don't realize it until someone points it Ooh. out, and you're like, oh, I say it a lot. Okay, <laughs> weird. Don't do that in public. Lit didn't even realize I was doing that here. Literally, I have uh, fifty-four forty-seven because that's the time on the unedited one, and then the <laughs> next two came so quick, I just arrowed up like. <laughs> You'll find these shortly after. <laughs> I have that, let's see, one, two, at least three times, Soapy. Not a bad thing. You do you. That's that's why uh that's why I got the beautiful notepad. See, people can uh if I can get the light in. You can kind of see it. Yeah, there so we you go. Can hold it like an angle. Tilt it. You can see yeah. the tallies. There, there's tallies there. There's there's things. Plus I have written down when I'm gonna insert that edge clip, but like yeah, I think bottom line is we'll see Edge. I don't think he's done. Yeah. I think the only reason we possibly don't see Edge is because mm -hmm. I know he had talked about before of like, you know, like it is getting really hard on him to do mm -hmm. anything physically anymore. Not anything physically, but handle wrestling. It's like the same thing that, uh, that John Cena said. Mm -hmm. Where when John Cena was like, oh, you know, like I want to be there for you guys, but like my body just can't handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, as a little kid that grew up with these guys, I'm like, dude, my heart. Now I feel old. And it's just like, at the same time, it's like, the, I mean, dude, fuck, these guys are pushing into their 40s, worked this, I mean, like, pretty well into their 40s for some of them. Like, my, now that you pointed it out, now I'm going to we'll check myself every time I do it. It's like, yeah, I mean, these guys time. have worked such a hellacious schedule throughout most of their young lives. It's, I mean, like, I'm not surprised that it's, they can't handle it anymore. <laughs> What if I work around for it? Trust me. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the eventual workarounds you come up with because I wasn't going to say anything because I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm fine just editing it. I'm completely fine with just editing it. Um, also, Soapy, I just like you said, the, you said the thing that I was thinking. That's why I think like if he comes back to WWE, the rumble is where I would put like, that's why I put that break in there because it's like, Hey, take some time off. Even if you sign the contract, take some time off. We don't need you back right away. Like we don't need edge for payback. We don't need him for fast lane. We don't need him for survivor series. Come back for me. Like if you're going to come back to WWE, come back for mania season. Back that, from when, like, you know, the lights are brightest, because you know, mm -hmm. that's where you've always done your best work is when the lights are bright. Now, last thing, and this just popped into my head. 
let's say the whole thing is an is an eventual heavyweight title match at Mania. Does he have to win that or can you have him lose it and he retires at Mania losing the title? I would rather him win it. I'd rather see him win and then put someone over. I could see them having him lose, but like it'd be like a really tough loss. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not someone on the Judgment Day. As long as it's not Judgment Day, I'm fine. Damien? Then it's Judgment Day. He's just going to randomly come back again. He wins the title and then puts over Dominic. <laughs> and then we get Ray in there, too. We get the... Um, it writes itself. And then Dominic we is heavyweight turn, champion. We just turn Dominic into the legend killer. He just retires everyone. He's and then, the and then Randy comes back him. and he officially takes the title of legend killer. <laughs> he retires Edge, then retires Ray, mm-hmm. retires John, then he beats Randy. It's like, oh my god, dude, he's he's Goldberg. And when Dom wins it, it's in a ladder match. Because Edge's best matches were ladder matches, and two, uh, Dominic's first ever match was a ladder match. The custody, the, cu- the, cu- the custody match. That's that's what I was referencing, not his actual match. 